Well, hello and welcome once again to Love Gospel Live. We call this Love Gospel Live because previously this is a live broadcast that's coming from the sanctuary from Love Gospel Church here in San Antonio, Texas. I'm your host, Richard Boyd. We have a great message for you today. I want you to relax in every way you can. Now, don't get too relaxed, especially if you're driving or if you're out there, but at least begin to zone in your heart and your ears to the Word of God that's going to come forth in the next minute or so. I want to say thank you for being a part of our podcast and say God bless you. You can go to Love Gospel Network. Dot com, lovegospelnetwork.com. If you want more information, if you want to leave a comment, if you want to hear more of our messages here at Love Gospel Church. Well, let's get right into the program. I know that you're going to be blessed by this word. Position to oppose, to withstand or stand against. So resilience is, the, resilience is what we come back from. Opposition is what we stand against. And I think we went through this uh, before, we went through it last week, we said, just for a quick review, we said that uh, a lot of us sometimes have resilience, but the point is resistance, because sometimes you have to resist the very thing you came back from. So we don't want to keep repeating the same problem over and over, or thing over and over and over. That's where resistance comes in. So a lot of people, you're right, uh, humanly, you can bounce back from something over and over, but one day it'll come to an end. Okay, because none of us are perfect or strong enough to do this forever. Uh, only God is. So whatever we're, res- whatever we're resilient and that we're coming back from, that's good. But really, depending on certain circumstances in our life, we should be able to resist it. Okay, so we don't go back to it, so we don't have to be resilient, even though there's nothing wrong with being resilient, because you want to have a resilient life. Okay, if you fall in sin or fall away from God, you want to have a resilient life where you can come back. I always tell people, when you fall away from God, you feel bad and all that, be resilient. God takes you back just as you are. I mean, he took you when you were a mess anyway. He took me when I was a mess anyway. So he'll take you when you are. This thing about he doesn't, you know what I'm saying? So let's get that straight. Now, resistance is resisting, and sometimes we have to resist that very same thing that holds us back. Amen? That's resistance. And we don't want to fall back to it. So let's just go to this. And again, we're just doing a... a, a kind of quick review on this. Ephesians 6 and 10, finally my brethren, be strong. Now that strong is resistance in the Lord and in the power of his might. So be strong and the power of his might. You see it down there in Spanish. So finally my brethren, so he's giving them in Ephesians, we've been in the book of Ephesians and we're not going to finish it. We've got to continue on more. Can you imagine if it took, all, it took us all year? That's great. One book can take one year. Okay. Anyway, finally my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. So there are some things we're seeing here that we have to do, but they're things that God does. Now, I just want to break this off in the beginning. This thing that's being preached out there, and it's good, it sounds great, and there's nothing wrong with it, that God is in control, and he is. There's nobody got to dispute that. God is very much in control. But the question is, are you in control? See, God is in control. But this thing about, well, God's in control. He knows my way. He knows. He, he, you know, it's in the hands of the Lord. That sounds great, but sometimes that's a cop-out. Okay? Because Paul is telling you here, which we're going to see in a minute. We saw it last week. You've got to put on the armor. The armor doesn't come automatically to you. You have to put the armor on. Okay? Now, it's there. Amen? So I'll give you this story I gave Friday. We were talking about, Friday we're actually talking about when God is silent. But... There were, there were three men, 
three, young, three men, all the ages, but there was a wealthy man who wanted to give them money. He wanted to bless three people, these three men. And one of them owed debt, debt that he could never get out of. The other one, his wife was very sick and he couldn't get out of medical bills. And one was just a poor boy. Actually, you could say a street boy. And so they all went, and so they sat outside the millionaire man's office, and he called the first one in, and he said to the first one, he said, this is the one who, say, his wife had, was sick. He said, what do you need? He said, I need so much for my wife to not to be, you know what I'm saying, because she's sick and she needs the, the medicine. Okay, so he wrote a check to that guy for more than what was needed, and the guy left. The other one came in and said, I need to pay off my house and my debt. I got myself in debt, and he wrote a check to him, pay off his house and debt, and he left. And the young boy, the young man came in, young boy came in. He said, what do you need? He said, I don't need anything. He said, no. He said, no, all I want for you to do is show me how you became a millionaire. He said, that's a very odd request. He said, no, it's not odd. He said, because those two guys who left, they're coming back. Because they've never learned, not that every situation, but they've never learned how to expand and move. And you can show me. I want to know how you did it. So I'll never, ever again have to go out and ask and beg. So what I'm saying to you, to put the moral of that, there's a tendency, and I want to break that spirit over Love Gospel Church. I don't care where, I, where this church is located. There's a tendency in our heart. You hear it in San Antonio. Oh, where is your church? We're in 604. Oh, that's a north side church. Where are you? Oh, we're in the south side. Oh, that's a ghetto church. Where'd you come up with that? I don't care if we were on, even if we we're on Ritterman. Where do we come up with these, these, these qualifications in our Christian mind? Because if you're in the world, I agree, but not in Christ. I don't see Jesus saying, well, you know, oh, oh, oh man, I, I got to go to the ghetto church. Let me dress differently. Let me just say something to you, beloved. You should be acting and dressing and driving the same way if you went all the way to the north side, like the south side, the west side, the east side. It has nothing to do where you're going. Amen. You change the environment, not the environment change you. Okay? That's the reason why gangs get in trouble, with all respect. Hey, been there, done that, okay, in some ways. I'm saying, because they allow the environment, in other words, they allow the gang to change them. No, no, you change the environment. God has given you the power to change the environment. We're not like anybody else. This thing about, well, we're, no, no, we're not. So when people ask you, hey, come to Love Gospel, what is it like? You got to come and see. We're not like anybody else. We're different. I'm a different, I'm not saying we're better. Don't you ever think that because Christ, when he comes, is coming for most churches, not all, that are preaching the gospel. Amen? And everybody's, a, see, this is the thing that people don't understand. People who have left love gospel don't understand this. Every preacher and every church is a different stage. It doesn't mean they're far from God. It just means they're a different level in God. Beloved, no church is going to be the same until Jesus comes back. You know, when we get equal, this nonsense we have, and I've heard it love gospel. Well, over there, they do this. Well, good for them. We're not over there. We're over here. Because when Jesus comes, he's going to put it in order. How are you all here? And this thing about, you know, this, this, this comparison in our mind has to go because God never fostered competition in believers. Because we're all one in Christ, but we're all uniquely different. Some of you in here can quote scripture. Some of you can read the Bible backwards. Some of you can pray more. You heard Nancy. Nancy has the prayer group here on Monday. And they've been praying. And because their prayer, the ch people's lives. You heard the testimonies a while ago. You heard about the woman and her husband who, who, who came out of the nursing home. You heard about that baby we showed a while ago. That's because of prayer. It's not because of us. It's not because our church is big or small. It's because of prayer. I don't see the Holy Spirit saying, well, let me go to this church because they're big. They're off of 1604 and they got security. God just shows up. He's a show of God. 
Amen? As a pastor, I'm approachable. I've always has been. I've always been. I believe that, that a father should be approachable. I, you see it. These young ladies come up here even a while ago and people say, where are some freaks that come inside here? What's wrong with him? Or where's your filthy mind? Bible says a man and a father must be approachable. That's the reason why you and I were like that, because our dads weren't approachable. Come on, church. And you've been to places where you can't even get near. And in some circumstances, it's understandable. When you've got thousands of people around, you don't know who's your buddy and who's your friend. You get what I'm saying? But what I'm saying is that's the way God establishes it. Know this, beloved, that God's system is totally different than our earthly thinking. So God is not saying right now, well, this church down there, they might have something that we don't have and we can learn from it. See, this is the thing I'm going to tell you, like I said Friday, about Ruth. Ruth didn't go and took the field. If that was a Christian, you're taking boys out the field. First of all, she was a Midianite. She was a heathen. But she went out there and gleaned. And when that Jewish man who was way older than her, you talk about age and marriage, let me tell you, Boaz is way up there compared to Ruth. But, when he, but here God was, wasn't about a marriage. It was about a salvation. It was about redeeming somebody who was doomed. And this Jewish man took this heathen young virgin, well, she wasn't a virgin because she was mad, girl in, and took her in. Because why? She gleaned. She didn't try to tra take the field. She gleaned around. And when he saw her faithfulness, he said, who is that? And then the workers for him, he was very well, said, that's Ruth. And, and you know the rest of it. And then, she, and then her mother-in-law says, go and lay down by his feet. Now, now in the Bible days, today we say, oh, what's this woman do? In the Bible days, that was considered normal if the man was single. Okay? That was the act of her saying, I want to be part of you. Simple as that. So we have to understand that. So I'm telling you, you cannot, according to Ephesians, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Be strong in God. I'll try it again. Be strong in God. God's got it under control, but he still expects you and I to do certain things to affect it. So, for example, you might be saved, but you don't pray. You might be saved, but you don't read the Bible. So how are you going to get something? Amen? You might be saved, but you, you get what I'm saying? <laughs> you might be saved, but you don't come to church. We could keep going on. Let's just pick, and, and it's not church, it's not the Bible. Let me just say, you don't keep your salvation by reading the Bible, you keep your salvation by doing the Bible. You don't keep your salvation by praying, you keep your salvation by praying to God and wanting to pray to God from the heart. You don't keep your salvation by worshiping. You keep your salvation because why? Because you want to worship God. God has never forced anybody. And learn this in the house of God. Never force, and I don't, never force anybody to be a part of something they don't want to. They have to want it on their own. Amen. Remember the rich young word? Jesus could have went on and said, yeah, look at you. You know where you're going to burn? You're going to burn in hell. Yeah, you know. No, you just let him go. You ever know some people left Jesus never fought? Never got down on his knees, never begged? Because he knew that the people had to go through a process. All of us are different levels of process in our life. Some people were mature in their 90s. Some mature in their 30s. Some mature, well, very few in their 20s. Okay? But everybody has a process. And what I'm realizing is this is the problem, and you heard it before, the problem is not you going through life. It's the process that we're struggling with. It's getting there. It's the journey between there. It's not getting across the finish line. Because let me tell you, if you're, if you're the fastest man in the earth, if you're Hussein Bolt, you know you're going to get across the finish line. But there's a process to get there. So our attitude is, well, God needs to take me across. He's in control. So this is most Christians in a, in a, in a world Olympics. On your mark, pow! And everybody's gone. 
Why aren't you running, Richard? Oh, God's in control. I can catch up. That's most Christians. You get it? Still there, waiting for God. No, 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 no. You move. You make your move in faith. You make your move in the things of God. You want to do your life better? Do your life better. You can do it. A number, uh, about two years ago, and, uh, you know, my wife keeps telling me I'm getting skinnier and skinnier. And I'm going to tell you the reason why. No, I don't go to the gym. Believe me, I don't. I, I go to God's gym. But here's, what, here's the reason why I'm getting skinnier. This is no lie. About a year ago, the Lord told me, stop drinking everything and only drink water. My wife can tell that's all I drink. Every now and then, now I do take, she makes uh, lemonade without any sugar. And I've got to the point where I can drink the sourest drink and it doesn't bother me. You, you go, ah, because why? We're trained now. You see, I couldn't do that three, four years ago because I'm programmed. I'm programmed. So I'm saying, so I found out that really we're not doing, and I, I watch a lot of things I eat. And because of that, all of a sudden I found myself starting to lose weight. I, you don't know this. About four months ago, I thought I was sick. And I realized just by drinking water. My God, I found me a diet I can sell to y'all and make millions. In fact, I'm a bottle it. Richard Boyd's diet water. $10,000. Some fool would buy it, I promise you. <laughs> Amen. So I'm just saying this to you, that just that little thing. So if I didn't, I'm using an example. If I didn't do it, and I kept thinking about it, so I'm saying that with God. Yes, he's in control. But he's only in control of your life when you do what he says. He's only in control of your life when you act upon his word. He's only in control of your life when you believe in faith what he said. That's the only time. Every other thing is not in control. Amen? That's the God we serve. He's a good God. Hallelujah. I tell you, he's a good God. So we need to understand this. Let's go to the next one because we're going through this quickly. Uh, verse 11. Put on the whole. Say the whole. The whole armor. Uh, they'll get there in a minute. Put on the whole armor of God. This is Ephesians uh, 6, 11. That you may be able to do what? What would you be able to do? Stand, amen. Stand. Put on the entire, that's why I put an arrow on it. Whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Amen? The entire armor of God. Now, let's go to the next one. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And by the word, way, this is what I want to bring out to you because I want to go on from here to close off the next three verses that I didn't finish last week. Our last message. For we do not wrestle against, this is Ephesians 6 and 12, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this page, of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. So what is it? Now here's the key. I want you to look at the word uh, wrestle. Now what I'm going to start teaching you as time goes on, something that's really interesting, and it's really good. I'm going to start teaching a mechanical translation of the Bible. It's like a car. It's a good way to say it. You take your car to a mechanic. A mechanical translator, I have it in Hebrew. I have a Hebrew Bible at home. And everybody don't run out and go get the Bible, okay? Okay, I got a Hebrew Bible at home that has a mechanical translation. Well, I actually downloaded it. It has a mechanical translation. It takes the words and goes back to what the original word says. It's a mechanical translation. So what I'm doing, this is not through Hebrew. I'm doing it through English, according to Hebrew. Uh, so look at verse 12. For we do not wrestle. Now, this is why this is important. Most of us who read this and have read this for years, including myself, would believe that this word wrestle here means very simple, that we don't go into a combat. But you know, it's not talking about combat. It's talking about if you went to see a wrestling match in the Olympics. Do they hurt each other? No. They... You get it? It sounds crazy. Because what it's saying here, 
And this is tough now for some of you to grab. When you're in Christ, really the enemy can't hurt you because God is in control. He can't fatally wound you because God is in control. But he can wrestle, hinder you, hold you back, stir you, move you the wrong way, pull you back in your process. That's wrestling. You're going down the road and he comes up against you. He can't officially, and by the way, he's not so much stopping you. You're running, but you've slowed down. He can slow you down. Get what I'm saying? Do you all understand what I'm saying? He, he, you see, it, he can send detours that's not of God. Like, remember I said to you one time that a big thing in our life is there's only one finish line God gave you. What happened to a lot of us is we're going for a second one, Satan put, and usually the second finish line is easier, quicker. I can get there quicker. No, no, no. Keep going for the one God gave you. So wrestling means it's a combat with your hand. Are you in the house here? Back and forth, a combat, okay? And, and, and you're kind of in between, amen? But he can't fatally wound you. It might be sickness. It might be things he throws at you. It might be things in your mind. So the word means hand-to-hand combat. It's a little writing up there. That's the mechanical part of it. For we do not hand-to-hand combat or do not hand-to-hand wrestle against flesh and blood. So our battles are wrestling, our continual It doesn't mean that we don't fight against people because that happens too. But what it's saying is our continual everyday wrestling, whether you're saved or not saved, is with the enemy wrestling with you. A lot of you wrestled to come to church this morning. Some of you wrestled tomorrow to get up to work. Come on. Some of you wrestle when God says, hey, or, or you have the opportunity to go forth and you wrestle with that. That's what he's saying. Every day, this is not a fleshly thing. This is a spiritual thing fighting you. Some of you know when right is right, but you still do wrong because you're wrestling with it. We're all in that boat. Amen? It's a, it's a continual. See, so, God's, so here Paul says, God says to Paul, is know this, that your battle. Your fight is not flesh and blood. Can I just make a big statement? No matter how bad, unless he's been unfaithful. Let's use an earthly example. If a, man, a woman has been unfaithful to her husband, that man by right can divorce her. That's what the Bible says. But! I just had to throw that out there. There's a thing called Forgiveness. No, no, don't get me wrong. Maybe you can, and you have to say, no, I can't stay with her. I just can't. Okay, we respect that. But there's a thing called forgiveness. I mean, we cheated on Jesus all of our life. We ran after idols. We, uh, oh, I should, maybe I shouldn't tell you. We screwed every idol we could. Oops, didn't mean to say that. Bad word there. That slipped out in the wrong way, brother. See, see and then somebody else said, well, that's why we call this a ghetto church. You understand that? Okay, so let me talk north side. So we sleep. In a very indifferent way, with individual idols, just like we'd sleep with all. You know what I'm saying? But you, no, no matter which way you cut it, it still stinks. Man said one time, don't say dog poop. Okay, I don't say dog poop. Okay, you understand what I'm saying? No matter, just say a dog drop ins. Okay, no matter, it still stink. Step in it, still stink. <laughs> Am I right? It even, yeah, and I'm not trying to be, but it even has an odor. If it's on your shoe, even though it has a special odor, I don't care what you feed Poochie. It's got that odor. It's got like an odor that comes with it. And God said, maybe there's something inside that releases into it. And no, you get what I'm saying? All right, let's go on here. Hallelujah. So what I'm saying to you is this, is that we have a continual wrestling. So forgiveness, okay, so what happens to that person? If they don't forgive, there's a wrestle, a battle. Because when they forgive, Satan can't hold them. But once they're forgiven, whether they stay or don't stay, guess what happens? Boom! 
I always tell people, if you're angry at somebody, been there, done that, been there, done that, and will been there many more times. Because one part in your life is never going to end. You will always, sometime in your life, have to learn to forgive somebody. When you think you came out of, you come from one unforgiveness to another unforgiveness. You come from one forgiveness to another forgiveness. You can be cool for a few months, and my God. First it was somebody at work, now it's somebody you love. You get what I'm saying? So here's the key, and I always say this is how I look at my life, is this, is that when I forgive somebody, I forgive them. Don't bring it up. I have, because I'm not Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Don't talk about it. I have, because I'm not Jesus. Don't get stressed over it. I'm not Jesus. But I need to get there. Amen? So this is very, very important in our life, that we're wrestling so there's that wrestling that goes on between that man to say, to say the man. And you probably say, why do you have to put the woman? Okay, so the guy went with a woman then, ladies. And then you're wrestling. You're always us women. Okay, that's right. I forgot we're in a woman's world. All right? So what I'm saying is forgiveness means when I forgive somebody, and in a case like that, here's what I want to tell you, two things. Either forgive somebody and move on. Can I be honest with you? If somebody has hurt you, Forgive them and move on. Remember I told you before, don't try and heal people's relationships. You will cause problems in your life. Do not do it. Some people take time to heal. My wife is a slower healer than me. Nothing against her, I'm just saying. Nellie likes to be, feel comfortable. Me, I'm over, I move on. But, I want to add this in, yet yeah, there's always a but in the way. What I'm trying to say to you is this, is that if somebody brings pain every time you're around them, even though you're forgiven, then you need to move on. And when you're healed, see, here's what you understand. Unforgiveness is the beginning of healing, but people still have to get healed over the wound that was put into them. You remember the old Jewish story I told you before? Remember that? About the young man, the father who came to his young man. Did I ever tell you that story? Maybe I told him on Friday one time. And the father came to his son. And every time his son got angry, he said, I want you to take a nail, and I want you to go out to the wooden fence outside and drive a nail into that fence. So he, every time he got angry, he got and drive a nail in. And then eventually came to the point where he started to drive less nails in. So one day he called Pop. He said, Pop, man, I'm down to only a few nails. Of course, he had a bunch up there before. So Pop showed up. He said, wow. He said, very good, son. He said, now I want you to pull every nail out. So he pulled all the nails out. He said, Pop, man, I pulled out all the nails. It took me a little while, but I got them out. But look, man, I, 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 you know. And then the Pop said, okay, all those holes are the people that you've wounded. Those have to be fixed. Just because you forgive somebody don't mean there's no fixture involved. Jesus forgave us, but we got to be fixed. Jesus said, oh, Jesus set me free, I'm free, but you got to be fixed. Test you and see at the church. Amen? Jesus has delivered us, but you got to be fixed. Hallelujah. Some people have to be fixed like a dog is fixed. You didn't get that one. Okay, let's go on. <laughs> really? Some people are just too wild, and you have to be fixed. You have to come to the vet of God so you can cut everything so you're set free. Man, some people were excited about that. Ladies were excited about that. Men were like, oh. Dear woman come and tell me that when she reaches a certain age that her husband needs to because he can't have kids. What happens if God makes a marry Katera like Abraham? You didn't say that in the Bible. You said in the Bible, brother. No, what happens if he wants to marry after, ladies after you? God takes you home first and he wants to marry Katera. You don't know if God's finished with him, and you up here trying to tell God how, you've got to be a real woman. Amen? Hallelujah. I don't know how Katera looked, but I know Sarah looked fine, even at 90, because uh, uh, Pharaoh warned her. 
Even Pharaoh's men said, wow, she must have been beautiful. Okay, never mind. Let's go on here because some of y'all are getting, uh, getting jealous in this. I say, I knew I went. Okay, maybe I went to the wrong finish line. Let me get back to the original one. So what I'm saying to you, we're always wrestling. Okay, and it's not against flesh and blood. It's against those decisions in our life, those things we have to do, and the things that we know we need to do. Do you know God doesn't have to tell you everything? Some things are just common sense. God doesn't have to tell you. Everything. God is not your alarm clock to wake up in the morning to go to work. It's just common sense. You don't work. You don't. Okay, sorry, I didn't mean to say that. Okay, simple as that. I mean, I know we have a. You don't work. You don't. Okay, so you get it. So God doesn't have to keep telling you, eh, 8 o'clock, you need to get to work at 9, 8 o'clock. No, that's a thing you normally do. Amen? If you're hungry, you don't say to God, okay, God, I'm waiting. I mean, if you really have faith, I'm waiting for the food like Elijah. You might die. We might do your funeral. Okay? So there's that wrestling going on that we have to be careful in our life. So this is important to understand. It's a continual fighting. A conti- and not a fighting where there's blows being pushed, but it's like a hand-to-hand combat and pinning down and, and holding down. And you get back and pin that one down and pin you and back and forth. Well, God wants us to get to the point where that's going to begin to come to an end. Let's go to the next one, verse 13. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. So now, here's what I want to ask you. Who takes it up? We do. So that shows me the armor is not on you. It's laying there or sitting there, and you got to pick it up. All right, let's talk about this. So therefore, take up the whole armor. The word whole means full, entire. And then armor actually means protection. So therefore, take up the entire protection of God. See the mechanical translation? It gets a little easier. Therefore, take up the entire... Now, Paul was using a Roman soldier as an example. But take up the entire protection of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. So you're going to have to withstand. When I hear a Christian tell me that he don't worry about the devil, and, or she and they're okay, I got this, I run. I run from perfect Christians. I run from imperfect ones too, but I run at least I need one in the middle. That I've got it and I know word. Oh my God, that's a puppet of the devil. If Satan came to Jesus, who are you? And if you wasn't a threat, he wouldn't show up. Why do you think he's fighting some of y'all? Some of you people inside here, probably you, uh, you don't go much into the word of God. And you say, all this stuff is crazy. You know why it's crazy to you? Because God wants you. And God sees you greater than he sees anybody else. Now he sees all equal, but he sees you greater. Equality doesn't mean we're equal. Get that nonsense politically we got in our head. God picks you on qualifications. Hello? Amen? So he picks you on qualifications. Do you qualify? And God knows if you're qualified. He doesn't care about who you are, where you're born, what you speak. He talks about qualification. Are you the right person for the job? Can you do it? When the pressure comes, can you break through? Like men who tell me, Christian, man, I don't lost. You're the biggest lie they got going. You, man, you can lie. Man, you mentirosa. You're a man. And when you see something look good, you're going to look and you're going to think. My pastor, yeah, 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 yeah. Talking to you, me, and all of us. Huh? Are you here? You can't tell me that. That's nonsense. You can't. Are you here? You can't tell me when you hug. Hmm. Why? Because wrestling. I see that wrestling there. You see where the wrestling is? It's a wrestling. Amen? It's like people say, I don't want no money. Yeah, but you, you're doing everything to get it. 
I understand maybe you don't want so much, but you know what I'm saying? We all need it to some extent. So the Bible says the whole armor, the full, you got to take it up. Pick it up. It's down there. Pick it up. Pick up the armor. You got to pick it up. Oh, God's in control. <laughs> Who fooled you? Yeah, when you pick it up, and then you got to pick it up and put it on. And then you got to put it on in order. You got to dress yourself. You got to go bloom. Okay, so let's go to the next one. Verse 14. Stand. Remember we said stand, that's resist. Nothing wrong with resilience, but now I want to resist. Which means, actually means to occupy a place. So here it is. Occupy a place, therefore, having and, and, and uh, enclose your waist. Or your, uh, and by the way, that word waist is the division of the body. Up and down. So the actual translation is this now. Look at this now. Mechanical. Occupy a place. Having enclosed your mid-body. The division between top and bottom. Amen? Like I said to you, you got two brains in your, in your body. You got a, a brain up here and you got a stomach brain. And the stomach brain is more smart, I know I said over and over, than the, this brain. Amen? Because this brain gets you in trouble. That's how some of you and I showed up. You didn't get that one either, okay? <laughs> that brain got them in trouble. Mommy and daddy got in trouble with that because that, this, this brain is moved by what it sees. But you know, it's so funny. You can look at a food and this brain will say, no way. And this brain can't smell it. Get it? And this brain can't taste it. And this, you know what I'm saying? Because, yeah, but this brain, the moment it goes down there, the brain says, no, 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 no. The stomach brain says, uh, 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 wrong thing. Bleh. But this brain, well, man, it was good going down. I'm going to get the whole thing. Ten-day-old sushi, I'm going to eat the whole thing. You know that will do to you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They used to have an ad like that. I'm going to buy the whole 99 cents, 50 pieces. I want the whole thing. And this brain saying, sucker, no, 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 you don't know. And this brain saying, yes, 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 I like what I see. How many times do you like what you see and you realize you didn't like the wrong one, didn't like what you saw? Further on down the road, you realize, oh, my goodness, what did I see? Amen? So here's what he's saying to you. He's asking us. The, the, the body is divided between waist. You get it? Hello? Okay. So you put on, you're going to put on, you're going to start by, and you're going to put on truth. Truth divides the upper and the lower. Truth, are you here? Truth divides the upper and the lower. Truth is the truth. Are you here? You will never get the lower in trouble as long as you got the upper right. Some of y'all didn't get that one too, but it's okay. We'll try it another day. This is a sex ed class, kind of close, but I, I'm, I, they're kids, they're pre-school pre, 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 pre kids who are watching. I have to be very careful. Wouldn't want y'all to complain. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you'll never get the lower in, in, in order until the upper gets in order. And the belt of truth tells you truth. Whoa. So we need to put on truth. What is truth? And I'm finding out the church people don't like truth. We say we do. We like the truth that we think is truth but not the truth that God said is truth. Let me just say this, beloved. Learn this in life, and I've learned this very quickly. And it's a dangerous place I was told by some preachers to be. But I've learned not everything I learned the Bible before is what I thought it was until I go back and check it. Now, it's going to be in line with God. It's going to be in line with his word, but I'm not adamant on a lot of things. I used to be, my wife can tell you, everybody was going to hell for me. Everybody. And you know that story already. And then I found that everybody's not going to hell. You see, let me say, people say, well, brother, you say God's in control. Okay, it's not God's will that no one should perish. Do you agree? Is he in control? But why are people perishing right now out of his will? That's right. 
Because your will can override God's will. And we need to get that right. Oh, I want to make a million dollars. Until you get off your tough and go make it, you ain't going to make it. God ain't sending somebody your way. Remember what that old poor boy said? He said, teach me. You know about the lady, not to, a lady uh, about, I think it was about last year, she hit the lot, two years hit the lottery for, uh, uh, what was it, two, almost half, uh, I want to say about 300 million. Bam, she hit it. She was working at uh, one of the fast food joints. Bam, I mean, and she decided to take the buyout. That way they could take the tax. And when they cleaned her out of the tax, I think she ended up with a hundred and something million. Oh, yeah, they get their money, honey. You think they're for you? Think they like you? Okay, all right. <laughs> you think they love you? Think the state loves you when you bought a ticket? <laughs> you got to be who you are. What monkey are you? <laughs> they were, you're just helping them get richer. Are you all here? And if they can give you half a billion, they certainly got, how much do you think they got in the coffer? Ooh, okay. All right, that's another story, all right, in itself. But what I'm saying to you, and so the guy that she was with, he was a drug dealer. And she bailed him out and bailed him out and bailed him out, and it took over $20 million to bail, it, bail him out. Now, I believe somebody set her up. I believe that that judge and them knew because they got people who kill people, you don't charge a $2 million bail. They let them go the next day. You know what I'm saying? But somebody found a way and, and go on and make, make a long story short. And this woman came down. Now, she's not broke, but she came down, 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 down. And now the guy's in prison. He's really in. He couldn't buy him out anymore. Okay? But what am I saying? Here's a person that was so focused. She didn't understand the process. Nothing against her getting the money of what it is to run it. So when she got it, she didn't have to do with it. And the only reason why, it's not that God doesn't want to bless us. You heard the message we prayed, we played Friday about when the quiet and the silent times. It's not that God wants you not to have the harvest, but before you have a harvest, you have to have a growth. And what I, my fear is a lot of Christians don't grow. I see that, I'm not putting anybody here. I say, okay, they weren't love gospel. Don't want you to feel bad. All the non-growers are no longer here. That's not true. Okay, but what I'm saying is people don't grow. The Bible says grow in the grace and knowledge. See, the first thing, not knowledge, it's grace first. Grow in the understanding how to forgive, how to love, how to walk in peace, how not to get riled up, how not to be angry. Are you all here? That's grace. And then grow in the knowledge of how you live your life. Don't be afraid of who you are in Christ. Stand for who you are. If politicians can do it, you can do it. If people can do it for their parties and their, and their colors, you can do it for Jesus. I'm a Jesus culture. I am a freak for God, and I'm proud of it. All right, well, you on. Okay, let's go on here. So we understand. Stand. Now, so you above and below the truth. Having what? Put on the, and this is called thorax. I think in Spanish it's thorax. Uh, thorax, the breastplate. Now, what's the thorax? It's a part where the heart is, where the lungs is. The most important part of your body is right here, right within this here. Stomach, see brain, lungs, heart. Now, I know other things need to work, too, but those are the things that we... Heart attacks, number one killer. Notice? Next to that, guess what? It's lungs. Not even kidneys. That's next. So we understand God is saying right here, get righteousness to protect your heart. Let your heart be right. Right standing. Be a right person. Amen? Be a right person. Be a person that's righteous. Is it easy? No, but it's a stand. God's not going to do it for you. God's not going to tell you. God told you, but God's not going to stand for you. He already did. You have to stand for righteousness. You have to say no. You know, and one of the things that we hate to do is say no. No. Learn to say no. Learn that no is not a bad word. That sometimes it's a good word. 
Sometimes yes is a bad word. So have righteousness, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, or the, okay, or the thorax, or that, that place where the armor is. So a soldier had to be protected. He's got truth around him, holding up his, which we'll get to in a minute, but then he also has this. Okay, and by the way, that belt also held up his armor, so he wouldn't have much weight on here. All right? So truth holds up righteousness. <laughs> and then he says, having shod or wear shoes, your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Yes! So every place you go, it doesn't mean you walk the ground and preach. That's part of it. It doesn't mean you have to go out and win every soul. That's not what he's saying. He's saying when you go places because your foot is the only mobile thing. There's only two things in your body that's mobile. You know what the first one is? Your foot. You know what the second one is? Your mouth. In fact, you can leave with your foot, but you can't leave with your mouth. If I come to your house and say, man, your dinner suck, and I leave... Are y'all here? I didn't mean to say that, but I had to say it. Just figure, throw it out there. That was a bad thing. Why did I say that? Man? All the women going to get mad at me again. Today is get the woman day. That's what it is. It's always been getting the guys, so now it's get woman. So if I come to you and you're cooking socks, it's not good, ladies. Yeah, I'm looking at y'all. Yeah, yeah, all y'all. <laughs> and you offer me soda and say, yeah, you look too skinny. You need to get yourself fattened up. I just know you're trouble. Hallelujah. <laughs> okay, when I leave, and if I leave that word there, it stays there. I didn't leave peace. Amen? So the next time you think of inviting me, so Robert said, hey, let's invite him over. Woo! He said, my food suck. <laughs> I'm still up inside your house. See, words, how powerful words are. That's so why I tell you, we're living with people who are dead. We got people who are alive who are dead because of their words. You're allowing the words to affect you. My father and mother said, sorry. My mother's here. I love my mother. Mother said great things. But some things she was wrong. I'm always right. She was wrong. Okay, let's go on here. So we understand it. So having, having wearing shoes to you on your feet with the preparation, preparation of the gospel of peace. Where is the gospel? The good news of peace. Verse 16. Above all. Wow. Now above all this, you had righteousness. You had truth. Are you all here? Now the next two things you must carry. Next three, I should say. You have to have these also. So it's not just taking a piece of the armor. It's taking the whole armor. Okay. Above all, taking the shield of faith. Now, oh, do we need that one? And this is the only one beside the sword that we move. Take the shield of faith. I got faith, brother. Well, take it. It doesn't come automatic. Faith is not automatic. You have to believe God to take you through problems. You have, look, when I married my wife, I had to believe it was God. I wasn't rich and overflowing. But I figured in my life that I didn't want her to escape, so I'd marry her. Put her under my thumb. You know why the new generation today won't marry a lot of them? Oh, I'm going to rock your boat. Because they don't want commitment. Ladies and men, if they don't want to stay with you now, when they get committed, they won't stay. And all I said, well, now eight, nine years. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'll be 60 this year. So maybe when I'm gone, it might backfire. I don't wish on anybody, but it happens. You have to have a righteousness in your heart. And I'm going to say, any man or woman that saw to anything else except you, if you're not the apple of his eye or her eye, you can forget it. Come on, adults, help me. Yeah. Nellie and I have been through some rough times in our marriage, only because she's the apple of my eye. Maybe I shouldn't go down this road. But nobody is greater, not even in this church, than my wife, except God. No mother, and I love my mother, and she never gets into our marriage. I never get into my, into my daughter's marriages. I stay out. 
Whoever they bring to me, okay, that's fine with you. Josie bought D, okay, you like him, fine. You have to live with him, not me. My grandmother said, two heads on one pillar. Don't put your third head in between. You could get in trouble. First of all, that's sin. And number two, you get thrown out. So I've learned. <laughs> so when Sonia comes complaining about Robert, I said, you married him. You picked him. He's the apple of your eye. Leave my friend alone. Don't mess with him. Nah, that's that part I did jump in there, you know. Amen? Do you know what I'm saying to you? That's what true love is. True, Jesus didn't say, you know what? I'm going to come, but I'm not going to die now. I'm going to come go up to heaven. And I'll come back in a few years and die later. i got to have some time. No, he died for you now. Now, I realize not every situation is that. But I'm telling you, true love. But see, they don't want to preach that today. But speaking, even, even in churches, they don't want to speak anymore. Now they're making conferences on how to deal with singles. I'll tell you how to deal with singles. How to not be horny? Get married. I mean, what do they expect me to say, Cruz? They're coming to say, how not, okay, let me do it the north side way. How to not allow lust or, or things in the mind to want. Now, come on. You would it doesn't mean the perfect person is perfect. But if listen to me, men and women, if you don't want commitment, it's not gonna work. Because it's not the money. You can say, Well, when I get my educated, it's not gonna keep it. Because my wife and I go, go goes to houses and go and minister to people, and Nellie goes to states where the man has millions and he left her. It's not about college or about money, it's about love. And if you don't love that woman or that man, you're not going to last. And you can say, ah, you old-fashioned. Good, because I've never seen a change in this church, in my life, in my family. I got my whole family. I got family. I got family. It took years. And it did not work. And if it did work, I got one person right on to tell you right now where the man is downstairs and she's upstairs. And they're in the same house still because she's trying to fool everybody like they married. But they broke up because you know why? They took years. They had to get, she had to get her degree and he had to get this and he had to get his parents right. And you know, boom! Because God doesn't see it that way, church. You either jump into it by faith or you don't. You don't come to this church to think if it's going to work. You jump into it by faith. That's the shield of faith, church. The shield of faith is you believe God. When you give your tithe, you don't, it happens sometimes. You give it by faith. Why? You're not looking for a reward. You're looking to trust God. Hallelujah. Look, do you know how much faith you walk in every day? You walk in faith every day. They could blow you away when you come out into your car. At nighttime when you're walking certain par parking lots, they could kill you. But God is with you. When you go and get a loan, that's faith. How do you know you're going to pay off that car? How do you know God, that you think your job is there forever? What fool are you? Ain't nothing here forever. Things switch on you quickly. And like we say, suddenly wake up one morning and we're broke. <gasps> it's always been like that. <gasps> Put your hope in him. You won't be with me forever, believe me. Well, in heaven or with the Lord, but not here. Because faith, this is about faith, not about knocking. It's about faith in God. It's about trusting God. And the shield of faith moves. Why? Because every step you make, you got to move it in faith. You have to have it in front of you because it goes on there to do what? Man, I want to get this closing with which you can what? To be able to quench all the fiery darts. You know that means flow, everything that Satan casts, the net, everything he throws against you. Faith. Amen? Why do you think you wear a wedding ring? Ah, to show what? To each other? No, you already got each other. To show others. I'm committed. A woman one time in this church, a husband uh, got his, his finger injured. I hope you ain't here. No. <laughs> In this vast crowd. And, and she turned around and said, well, no, he told me now he's going to wear it here. Ain't nobody going to sit there. <laughs> Inside the shirt. 
because he didn't want to damage his finger. And I said, You know what I said? I'm going to say it out. I said, he shot you the finger. Oh, sorry. That's what I said. And then got mad. <laughs> Guess what? They ain't married today. Doesn't work, church. I don't care millennialist, baby boomers. I don't care what your thinking is, what your family is. It doesn't work according to God. And it will not work. And you will be wrestling for the rest of your life. Amen. I mean, you're going to wrestle in the marriage, but you'll be wrestling, but you have something to back you. You can go to God. Right now, you can't go to God and claim anything. Lord, help my husband. You're going to say, what husband? Help my wife. What wife? I don't see no blood, no commitment. No, I'm sorry, folks, if I have to say this today, but the church needs to get right. And some of y'all need to be bold and marry the person and get your life right. Come on, married folks, help me on this. And stop playing around, because you know what that's called. Gigolo and you know what the other one's called. And be serious. And you know what? They say, hey, I want to marry. They say, no, then move on. Or you, oh, yeah, bold, brother, bold. Look, I tried that game with my wife. I didn't want to marry her, so I walk in one day. Now, look at this. One day after shacking up. Oh, sorry, that's the wrong word again. And I said, Nellie, um, I had a dream, bold-faced liar. And in this dream, you and I were not together. So Nellie grabbed my stuff, put it in a brown paper bag, and in Puerto Rican said, get the hell out. Now listen to me, beloved. Let me tell you the principle of this whole story here. I told you, I'm losing even my pants, man. I need prayer. We just bought new, uh, new ones that fit and just going down. I need to start drinking some soda and some Kool-Aid and some... I need, I need to start eating some big cake, man, so I can come back up. This is getting ridiculous. Somebody make me a big cake. <laughs> anyway, and, and, and so I, I leave, and I'm crying going home. <laughs> Yeah, me, macho. Me, little macho dude. I get home, I get inside the house, my mother's inside there sleeping. In the pillow, in the next room. Get up the next morning, go to work. And God always uses a jackass to put you straight. So I go down to the job and I'm talking to the bellman at the hotel. And I, tell, I said, yeah, he said, he said, blankety blank, 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 do you love her? said, yes. He said, then she's worth the whole thing. If you don't, shut your crying and move on and find the one you love. And I'm looking at him like, well, you no good two-timing guy who's always wrapping everybody in the straw, the woman, and you got ten women now, and the one you're with is not even your wife, like Jesus would say. And you, but you know what? That no good two-timing whatever gave the word of God. So I call her, and you know Nelly, you know, she Puerto Rican. She ain't going, I call, no answer, I call, I call. So I said, uh, that's why I love Mommy Margie. So I said, you know what? I'm going to find somebody close to her. By the way, in the meantime, God, in the meantime, the enemy sent this chick across. She said, I always like you. I always did like you. You and I can connect. But when he told me that, I wasn't dumb anymore. I was like, no, we ain't going to connect. Well, you see, if you, just, see what, if you just wait a little bit longer, let me finish school. I said, the hell? No, no. So anyway, so I, I picked up the phone, and I said, Mommy, Mommy, I'm going to go through this stuff, man. I want commitment, man. I want love. I don't want school and education. I want love. You don't have to be educated to give me love. Is that right, brother? Are you going to have a, a, a Well, I have a, a doctor's in psychology. Does that mean you're going to be better in bed as a, as a wife? Oh, come on, church or husband. You're going to be better? What you going? You're going to be psychologically make this thing good? No, 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 folks. Remember, it ain't going to last long anyway. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to say that. So, so it, 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 you know what I'm saying? Oh, you going to make it straight out for two hours. All right, let's go. Man, my God, people are turn us off. 
D, what a message, man. This is the best I've ever preached. I feel good. Now, y'all ain't coming next week. Next week, everybody be empty. I'll preach in the chairs. Then I can really say what I want to say next week. <laughs> so is that what it is? No, 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 beloved. Because of the law, because of the faith in God. If you're believing God to get out of debt, get out of debt. You can't keep adding debt. You take faith. Are you all here? And you move that shield. Oh, tempted to get it. No, ping. Don't want it. Because that's something I could give to a poor person or to a hungry person or to Marianne. No, 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 let me hold on. Let me just keep this a little bit longer. My wife and I are looking for a newer vehicle right now, but I'm still holding on a little bit. I'm going to squeeze them things so I can't squeeze it no more because I can take that money and put it for something else. I'm not saying we won't get it. We'll get it, but I want to give it to God. I want to see Mary Ann go to India. I want to see people blessed. I want to see the church blessed, the food ministry blessed. Are you all here? Bing, bing. And that's what the shield of faith is. You've got to move it. Amen? Hi, stranger. Bing. You don't talk to strangers. Your mother and father taught you. Don't teach, teach to speak. Don't speak to strangers. Why are you speaking to strangers? Didn't they teach you that when you're growing up? Don't talk to strangers. Do you understand what I'm saying to you, beloved? I know it's awesome, right? The shield of faith. Doubt comes in. Bing. You'll never get there. Bing. You're 75. You'll never have kids. Bing. My uncle Jeff married a guy a few weeks ago who is how old is his mother? Almost 70, and the girl is 24. Yeah. <gasps> she gonna kill him? No, let me go on here. That means she's gonna be, you know, doesn't mean what you think. I don't know what you're thinking, where your mind is. Oh, mind, thou art shame on you. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Do you understand what I'm saying about shield of faith? Shoom, shoom, shoom. We gotta keep that chair, but you gotta keep moving it. When it comes up, bing! Comes up against you and your family, bing! You put that, that, those darts that are being thrown. Remember, the darts, Satan doesn't come in and hit you. He throws them. That means he can stay from afar, and he's a good pitcher. But guess what? You're a good defender. Shield of faith. You defend that thing. Quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Oh, hallelujah. Last one, verse 17. And take the helmet, which means protective cover or crown. Helmet also means crown. When you wear the crown of Christ upon you, you're protected. The Bible says we shall receive a crown. Well, I got an earthly crown in Jesus. I'm crowned with the glory of God. Amen? You shall receive a crown. Take the helmet of salvation or the crown. And the sword of the Spirit. I think that's pretty obvious to understand. Yeah. And the sword or the cutting weapon. What is the sword? It cuts. So one defense. So here's it. This body is all one that's protected. But now you have to have something to protect from the darts. And then you have something to kill. That's what comes up against you. A lot of us are just trying to protect but not kill. You got to take the word of God. You got to use the word of God and cut. I don't say be nasty, but cut. Well, I don't like all them preachers out there saying everybody go to hell. You know, in some ways they're not wrong. It's just the way they do it. Sometimes the method is bad, but it doesn't mean the message is wrong. You know, in this church, my, message, my method has been bad many times. You say every Sunday, okay. But it doesn't mean the message is wrong. Take the message. Forget about the method. So when you tell somebody, you know, that's why I love doctors. They tell you the truth. you got 30 days to live. If I tell you, I rebuke you, pastor. You don't have no faith in the name of Jesus. I ain't going to go back to that church. But the doctor will tell you, you got three days to live. I do, doc. Don't let him pronounce a death sentence on your life. Even if it is true, the truth is Christ. Two ways. You stay here in Christ, you go there in Christ. I mean, I'm not trying to be phony in there. I'm just telling you, we're all in Christ. Hallelujah. So what I'm saying to you, that you take that sword. 
That helmet of salvation protects your brain, your, not your physical brain, your mind from being attacked by the works of darkness because it's happening every day. We're not resting. You're no good. What could I do better? How could I have done this? Look, all of us need improvement, including me. You said, I agree. We all do. Okay? We all need improvement, beloved. And that's how the helmet of, the helmet of salvation improves us. You're born in the Lord, so you guess what? You improve in the Lord. You grow in him. But then you've got to take that word and don't be afraid to use the word. Let's go out and drink. I don't drink. Oh, what are you trying to say? I, I'm a sinner. I never said that, but if the shoe fits, wear it. What I'm saying is I don't because of the word of God. I don't do sin. I don't, are y'all here? I, listen to Folks, I don't, cheat, don't, I don't cheat my wife because she's my wife. I don't cheat her because I love her. There's a difference. I'm not preaching in another church today unless they ask me to come and preach because I, 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 I have to be in this church. No, because I love y'all. This is where God put me. I got to face Nancy every week. That wasn't part of the bargain. I tried to get out of it. Still trying to get out of it. And he never answers. I went home like I left Nelly. Okay, you understand what I'm saying? So what I'm saying to you, beloved, it's important. Use that shield, that, wor that word of the sword. Don't be afraid to tell people, hey, straighten up. Or, hey, I can't do this because of God. You serve God because you love him. Not because you have to serve God. You never have to anything. You serve God because you realize that when he died in Calvary, he did something that you could never do, I could never do. He did something that no one can, no mama, no papa, no brother, no sister can do. And because of that, out of respect and love and honor, you serve him. Well, I want to take this time and thank you so much for listening to the program, listening to our recording, our podcast, as we call it, of Love Gospel Live. I want to put this forth and encourage you to go to lovegospelnetwork.com. That's lovegospelnetwork.com where you can get more information, more messages, and so forth. Also, you can email us at lovegospelnetwork at gmail.com. That's lovegospelnetwork at gmail.com. Thank you so much for being a part of this message, and I know that you've been blessed by it. Hey, write us. Give us a comment. Let us know how we're doing and put your input. God bless you as we will again.